Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Welcome back to the 18th episode of the Short Ride Talk podcast. Today, I'm really excited as we have a truck rider here with us. He was he had some very good results at the end of the year. He's currently preparing for the European Championships to be held in his home country in February. And at the end of the year, he was the overall winner of the Endurance Track Champions League. And for those who haven't guessed who I'm talking about yet, today we have here with us the Swiss track cyclist Claudio Imhoff. Claudio, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, Enrique. Yes, uh, Christmas. Christmas uh, was very nice. I could uh, recover some days at home. Went to the Swiss mountains with my girlfriend to, yeah, settle everything a bit down to digest. Uh, yeah, the year and especially the nice uh, last few weeks of the year where I could win the UCI Track Champions League and yeah, it was some nice days at home. So first of all, how was the year for you personally? How were the races? Was it what you were expecting? Uh, it was a little bit uh, of a roller coaster of a year because uh, yeah, I started the 2022 season very well i could already uh yeah win some races uh, in january last year but then back in march uh, i had a bad accident uh, on a track in switzerland which uh, yeah resulted in a traumatic brain injury uh, which took me off for quite a while and uh, i had some some days and weeks where i yeah was not not able or not sure if i would be back where I was before my accident, but uh, yes, I I tried to work very hard on on myself and uh, did lots of therapies and uh, yeah, never gave up and came back with with the victory in the overall classification of the Track Champions League in the end of the year, where, which I did not expect to be honest. <laughs> oh well, you clearly paid off the work you put and everything all those therapies and all the all that work uh, that sometimes is not always seen and personally how did you leave the track champions league because it was always very intense especially in the endurance league where you guys were racing there was a lot of changes in the overall because first it was Matt Guillaumet from Canada then it was Mola from Spain and then you were there also tied with points. So how is it for you to track Champions League both racing in Mallorca in Paris in Berlin then in London finally? It was very intense. I knew it already from the from the first season back in 21. So it wasn't new to me, but uh, I really know how to prepare and uh, yeah, it started already with booking the flights. I already paid attention that I don't have flights like at six in the morning that I could rest uh, also after the race to to be back home at yeah when the race was on Saturday to be back home on Sunday that I could have a proper training in the afternoon and I really for me the key was to to keep the training volume and intensity high even yeah between the races because it was very intense racing every weekend and with the traveling but for me this was the key to yeah to stay at the really really high level of fitness until the last uh, last uh, races in london 
the wow. grand finale. Uh, it clearly paid off for you. Uh, I think it went really well. Uh, like you said, you weren't expecting it, but you were there the whole time. So, And how do you celebrate? Uh, to be honest, uh, I, I, I'm i a little bit sad I could, couldn't stay at the party in London, which were organized from, from the organizer so very long, because the next day I had to go to the six-day race in Rotterdam. So, yeah, it was was a little bit of pity I couldn't stay for longer, but uh, definitely this is one thing I I will uh, remind myself for the next uh, round of the Champions League that I will not go to another race directly after this. <laughs> of course, always uh, taking some time to celebrate and enjoy the little wins. It's always important, and yeah. this time it was a big win. And yeah, I think you... wins like this, you you really should celebrate and enjoy. It doesn't happen every day, so uh, it, it's quite something special. And uh, yeah, I celebrated the. Uh, uh, over Christmas and thought back to these great memories a lot. That's really well, good. Really good to hear. And how were those six days in Rotterdam to finish off the season? Well, the, the year, not the season. Yeah, it was really, really hard because compared to the Track Champions League, it's quite uh, a big difference in, in racing styles. You, you race longer, you race every night. You have, uh, yeah, you 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 ra- race with smaller gears. It's yeah, it's almost like another sport. So it was uh, was quite hard, and I got a little bit sick also during day four and five. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't quite as successful as the track Champions League, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always, especially after the Track Champions League, racing two nights in a row, very intense, very nervous. You were probably also a bit tired from that and all the traveling, so it's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also the tension you piled up over this four weeks of Champions League once the last race is over. Uh, yeah, I think the body reacts and yeah, the tense tension is off. <laughs> You've been racing for two years now in the Track Champions League, as you mentioned, in 2021 and 2022. Uh, what has been your favorite place to race in so far? Best crowd? I, it's definitely London, or, already in the first uh, season of the Track Champions League. I could uh, could win a race uh, in London. It's always really special in London because uh, it's always sold out and uh, the people really get behind you if you try something. Even if you're not a, a British rider, they support every rider who tries something and it's really enjoyable for, for us. And I also think, yeah, we as athletes are really motivated to try something. And yeah, London is just just a special place. Also, the yeah, the the atmosphere in the track. When you're riding on the track, you can really hear the the public, the crowd, and uh, it can can really push you. Yes, uh, absolutely. From the center of the track, uh, the feeling was more or less the same. It was very amazing. Lots of noise and lots of vibration. And how is the season looking for you? How is this start of the new year? Uh, now I'm back to back into training. Uh, as I said, I gave myself a little bit of a, a rest time over Christmas and New Year. I think it was, yeah, really, I really needed it. 
but now I, I'm back into a normal training routine. I'm really motivated. We have the European Track Champions Championship uh, in Switzerland in the beginning of February, which will be my, my next big goal. And uh, yeah, to prepare this this uh, event, I will also hit, head to Mallorca for a two-week training camps to, yeah, to to escape a little bit the, the winter here in Switzerland. Until now, it was uh, okay to ride. We don't have snow at the moment, but uh, it can quickly change. And so for me, Mallorca is a good option. And I go there since, yeah, since I was a junior and I know all the roads. So. And also warm weather, uh, beaches. Uh, what else can you ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great place. And also Mallorca is usually crowded with with uh, road cyclists and track cyclists from all over the world that go there to mm -hmm. to do their pre-seasons. So are you going to go there by yourself or are you going to go with some teammates from the Swiss? Uh, we will go there with the Swiss cycling national team. Uh, we will also have the possibility to uh, have some trainings on the Palma Mallorca track to yeah to keep keep up a little bit the uh, track legs so this will be a good solution for us to prepare the europeans i guess and how is being in the swiss track cycling team uh, it's really nice i'm already in the swiss cycling team since 2006 so a really long time i think i, I i'm the the oldest member now but uh, i still feel young with all this yeah young young riders and uh, yeah it's what what keeps me fresh and uh, still still yeah i can do what i love and uh, i hope i can do this for 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 a long time still so of course yeah. uh, like you said you've been nearly 20 years now in the swiss cycling team so first of all i like to ask you how do you get on a bike? How does Claudio Imhoff start riding and start for falling in love with cycling? Uh, I followed uh, Tour de Suisse in 2004 in the TV. I had nothing to do with cycling at all before. So my parents or also other members of the family did not ride a bike. So I, I, I rode a bike myself as a child but uh never thought about yeah competing in races but uh yes this tour de swiss 2004 really yeah uh motivated me to to buy myself a bike and then slowly i started riding for myself firstly and then i joined a local cycling club and that's how I, I got into races and yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's your favorite part about cycling? Is it track? Mm, when it's track racing, I really love the track, but I also really enjoy to just ride outside. I, I, I love training and I love racing. So when, when it's track season, I love a track race. Uh, or when it's summer, I I love a long endurance ride in the in the Swiss mountains. So in the Alps, yes, uh, yeah. There's there's nothing like it. Uh, to be fair with you, and 
You've had many special moments in your career in New Zealand, winning World Cups in London, World Championships, getting second. You've had lots of podiums overall. But what has been the most special one so far? Yeah, the, the, the most special one was definitely the Champions League this year. Uh, no, last year, <laughs> I never experienced something like this. And uh, it was was really special because all the athletes get, get together week after week and yeah that really made it special and uh, the the emotions and the goosebumps I got, got in London uh, I will never forget so that was really special but also winning a, a medal at home European championships is also very special and uh, I think this will will be a goal to to repeat uh, success like like this anytime soon <laughs> well yes i can imagine especially them being at home in switzerland it's a, it's a big goal i'm sure for the whole team not only for you and leaving cycling a little bit aside leaving the bikes for a little bit what is it you enjoy doing when you're not on the bike mm, i just like to be outside in the nature uh or going to mountains with my girlfriend or yeah just just have some some calm time i'm i'm always really busy normally but uh yeah i just like to to relax and uh, yeah or also follow other sports like hockey or skiing i, I like to, to to follow a lot of other sports so I, to be honest i don't don't watch a lot of cycling races uh, during the year. I, I prefer to to watch other sports sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's better uh, to clear your head and watch something yeah. different from that while you're practicing the whole day. Plus, it's all, always a hobby to watch and it's always enjoyable. So that's always nice. And you mentioned, uh, sorry, Europeans are right around the corner, but this is a pretty special year too because next year we have olympics already so what's your biggest goal this year yeah the biggest goal is clearly to to make a first step uh, to qualify for the olympic games in paris 2024 uh, that means yeah the european championships will be the first uh, competition who counts to this Olympic qualification uh, period. Uh, further, we will compete in the UCI Nation Cups in Jakarta, Cairo and Milton. And then we will have the World Championships in August in Glasgow, which I really look forward to because, uh, yeah, also Glasgow is a special place for me could already win medals in, in the European Championships in 2018. And uh, that's also very nice mem memory. And like you mentioned, I was I was looking at the tra uh, Track Nations Cup uh, this year, and there's a, you're going to Jakarta. And it's a long way from home. How are yeah. you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm not used to it anymore because before COVID uh, hit us, uh, we, we traveled a lot. We had, yeah, regularly uh, World Cups in, in New Zealand, Australia, Hong Kong, or Southern America. So it was uh, normal business, business. But now we, I think we have to get used to, to this 
again uh, me personally i don't like these long haul flights because with uh, over one meter 90 it's not that comfortable <laughs> i feel sit in a plane but uh yeah it's, it's part of the game and uh, i'm happy that we can yeah compete again yeah in all over the world that's really good to hear and yes it's good to be back to normality uh finally after all these years and when you were talking about glasgow you had a big smile on your face uh what is it that brings so many good memories from it yeah it's a little bit the same thing as in in london you have a, a good crowd and back in 2018 we had this multi-european championships uh with which were very well organized and i had the uh, honor to be part of the swiss team for the track events and also for the road events and i remember after two winning two medals on the track i also had the the road race and yeah i wasn't quite sure about my form because i never were on the road for several weeks but then I could uh, deliver a really good road race over 230 kilometers in the rain in Glasgow, which uh, yeah was also a nice experience. And uh, yeah, that makes Glasgow special for me. Oh, 230 kilometers under the rain in Glasgow sounds very much like Glasgow. I'm very much <laughs> But yeah, and you mentioned you've done road cycling before a few times you compete in how is it very different and how do you feel when you're on the road because i imagine uh the sensations and the feelings are completely different yeah i have the feeling the the more yeah year after year the the difference between track and road is getting bigger because uh if you compete on the track it's yeah you have to really get specialized even for the for the several disciplines, if you're doing team pursuit or individual pursuit, it's completely different training to like if you prepare a, a point race or a medicine. And and same with the road, it's it's like two different sports. And uh, during this last two three years, I really uh, put my focus more on the track because I see more possibilities to be uh, successful on the track and uh, the track it's what i like and uh, yeah i really want want to to take another step towards uh, paris 24 to yeah even in my age to to getting stronger and stronger every year <laughs> well uh you're saying in my age but you won the track champions league three weeks ago so we'll take that <laughs> as you're still very strong and in very good shape. And uh, I saw you uh, when you finished the race. Uh, you were racing against uh, Mola, no, against Mora for the win. Uh, mm -hmm. How is racing? How has been racing against him? Uh, I know Sebastian since, uh, yeah, lots of years, since the time when we were junior, under 23 riders. And I knew before the race that will be a tough battle. We are uh, quite the same style of riders. We are diesel engines. We are not very fast sprinters. And we like uh, hard and fast races. And uh, yeah, 
at the end, I, I said to myself that I don't have to focus too much on him. I just wanted to do my, my race as I normally do. And, uh, yeah, in the end, in the end, it was, uh, yeah, the way to success because, uh, in this last elimination race, I, I never really looked who Sebastian is. I just wrote the perfect race for myself and try to not be in danger position. And yeah, in the, in the end it, it worked out, uh, which, uh, yeah, was still great when I, when I think back to this. Yeah, I can tell oh, when you're just by the th thought of it, it just brings a smile on your face. And like you mentioned, it was a perfect race. Uh, you lost at the end against uh, Mark Stewart from the British cycling team. He had a very good race, but it was still enough for you to win. So it was it was great to see and the celebration at the end with all the riders in the podium. It was also very special. It's something different that you're not used to seeing in, in other places. So I think mm -hmm. it makes the atmosphere even better. And yeah, when I see the, the the videos and images from from after the race, it was you you could see that it was yeah like like a big family on the track, and uh, this is really what what I love on track cycling. Exactly, yes, it's very different from what you could see in other sports or in other modalities of cycling. It's not always the same, and you've been racing for many years. Uh, you've raced against thousands and thousands of riders but is there someone you really like to race against and that you're really good friends with i difficult to say i i uh, i really love this this guys uh, i competed against uh, at the track champions league especially mark stewart i i know him since a long time we we battled hard some years ago when he was tv rider at the world championships or or uh, yeah at world cups and i know a little bit his story he moved to new zealand and he's coming back with a uh, with good shape now and deliver also nice win on the track and yeah people like him i really love to follow and uh, it's nice to to see each other uh always uh, at the races yeah, of course. I imagine it's people you've met and known for a long time, and especially if someone you've had a competitive relationship with, it's always really nice to see and always nice to battle against them. And we were talking before a little bit about road cycling. Uh, you've done a lot of them. Is there one that you remember to be very special? Uh, one road cycling event or for a few days that what you, you have really good memories of? Mm, I had really good memories uh at from the tour the swiss 2019 uh when i did a solo breakaway over 100 kilometers in the second stage uh which ended up to be uh overall leader in the mountain classification uh which yeah i'm i'm not really a good mountain rider but i could uh, defend this jersey almost until the end. I think it was six or seven days. Uh, in the end, I lost it to Egan Bernal, who won the the, <laughs> the overall classification. But uh, for me as a Swiss rider, it was uh, really, really special. I could go to the podium every day 
uh yeah i i knew all the roads i knew people uh the side of the road uh, so it was a really special week which i always love to remember <laughs> nothing uh, there's always nothing like riding at home uh, with the home crowd and knowing people around and yes and uh this is always a different question i ask and something i'm just curious about have you ever thought if you weren't a professional cyclist what would you be i i got asked this question a lot of times but uh i really don't know what what what, what it could be because uh yeah since since i i uh got affected with this cycling virus i i never had any other ideas it was always yeah my my my, my dream my hobby and my 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 passion i can live now and that's yeah that's really yeah what i want and i never really thought about what what could be if i'm not a, a cyclist <laughs> that's that's more than fair that's a really good answer and of course uh and there's no right or wrong answer here. And I wanted to ask you, uh, in road cycling, there's usually a lot more money. Track cycling, not so much. Just like mountain bike or similar modalities. So for training and everything, do you have someone to help you with that? Do you have a coach that gives you saddles of trainings for you? Or are you your own trainer? I have a coach since yeah, eight or nine years now. He also the national coach of uh, the Swiss mountain bike team and I have a really special relation with him I discuss a lot uh, the training and also also the feelings it's not not a normal uh, tra coach athlete relationship it's more like a, yeah, how you, how you could explain that we discuss a lot and uh, he also uh, accept a lot my feelings and uh, we, we learn a lot from from each other i think i guess and uh, yeah that's yeah that's nice <laughs> i think oscar has a lot of experience uh just handling writers uh, that's true and in terms of uh food and nutrition do you have someone to help you with that or do you do that by yourself mm, i i do wow, almost everything by myself I have a lot of experience now and I, I think with the yeah thirty-two years now uh, I I found out what's good and what's not good and uh, yeah I'm and I, I pay out experience. I guess. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and like I say many times, you guys have a very strict diet. I had to watch the food, especially when you're racing. So I always ask this after a big event. What is it you really like to eat that you don't normally have during the event? For example, a couple beers or a pizza or... Yeah, definitely a cold beer is always <laughs> uh, a good choice. I, I love a cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of like the last question about coaches, uh, do you have someone to like a mental coach to work with you or have you never... Yeah. Yeah, I, I work with a mental coach and uh, I guess I started this uh, way too late. <laughs> if I could 
turn back time, I would uh, start this already when I was 18 or 20. But uh, yeah, it's never too late. But uh, I found a very good person uh, who, who suits me for working on the mental side. And uh, I think it it made me a lot stronger than I was before. I was going to ask, do you really think it has made a difference? Yeah, it definitely made a difference. And uh, I think there's still a lot of potential in this part because, uh, yeah, on the physical side, uh, we, we really know a lot about us. But uh, in my opinion, if the, bo- uh, the head is not 100%, it doesn't matter if <laughs> if you're in a exceptionally good shape. If you cannot deliver on 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 daily, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will never win a race. Absolutely, I mean, it makes a huge difference. I'm I I think like you. I think having a mental coach and working with him makes a lot of difference. And it's something more and more often riders are starting to have, but it's something that's not still not fully extended. So it's always interesting uh, to hear different points of view mm-hmm. and different perspectives about the the topic. And you race in uh, Santi Valines uh, this year, well, this last year, uh, where we'll have the Olympics. And I was talking about it with uh, Maggie Coles Lister from the Endurance League, and she said the velodrome was a bit different because it was very steep. It was more steep than the others. Mm-hmm. So, is it? different riding there from riding in the velodromes you're used to it's not not a big difference for myself uh, me personally i like to track in paris i, I like uh, steep bankings and uh, also if you do for example the medicine race you can really benefit from this uh, large and, and and steep bankings uh yeah every every track has his uh, special futures. Uh, also, London is a very flat track compared to Paris, but I love them both. It's just, uh, yeah, you, you ride uh, once or twice on it and you, you're used to it. So, <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah. Were men- you were just mentioning Madison. Uh, you also race in stretch and points. Uh, what's your favorite modality to race in? Which is the one you like the most? Hmm, difficult to say. Last few years, I was really into shooting, but uh, yeah, now also with the Champions League, I got back a little bit my old law for bunch racing. I I still know I yeah I have the eye for doing the right moves, and uh, I think uh, I have a lot of experience to to be uh, yeah on the good on the good side tactically. Uh, so I want to try to yeah maybe focus a little bit more on band traces also in the future. Man. Uh, and I hope uh, that it will be the case already for the European Championships in February. Okay, I see, I see. And what is it, uh, the modalities you want to qualify for for Paris? Yeah, I, I want to qualify for all the three endurance disciplines on the track which is omnium medicine and team pursuit would be nice if we we can secure 
ourselves the, the spot in all three disciplines for Switzerland. And it's been a bit different because we had Olympic Games, well, two years ago now, but one year and a bit. And we have mm -hmm. Olympic Games again in one year. So how does it feel to be every, have everything so close together? Because sometimes a lot, lots of athletes, especially the Olympians, take the first year to maybe relax a bit and uh, let the body rest from all the intensity and all the pressure that the Olympic Games bring mm. and then start building up again. But this year it hasn't been the case because you had Olympic Games uh, once uh, last year, well, two years ago. And we have Olympic Games next year again. So you can't really lose, fully lose the shape and then start building over mm. again. Yeah, it's definitely no no time to relax. Also, yeah, we we need we need to to train more specific. Uh, also for the team pursuit, we will get new bikes soon. Uh, we will have new positions on the bike with the new UCI regulations, uh, which uh, yeah will be a lot of work to to uh, to to try everything out uh, and uh, with the uh, competitions for the qualification starting soon uh, yeah there will not be a lot of time to <laughs> to, wow. to not uh, doing games yeah um, but i'm sure you'll you'll easily adapt to it uh, you have a lot of experience and at the end of the day it's just a matter of experience and just uh putting in the sacrifice uh to be able to work for it so i'm sure it'll be it'll be very special and one last question, and then I'll let you go. Uh, we have, well, you've like we're constantly talking about it, but there's Olympic Games next year, and the Track Champions League takes a lot of energy from you. So, is it something you want to do this year too? So, yeah, for sure, for sure, I will come back to the UCI Track Champions League. Uh, luckily, I already got my spot uh, as defending champion so I don't have to stress about this but uh, this will be definitely a big goal for me this wow. year that's great to hear so thank you very much for the interview Claudio I wanted to ask you one last question which I always ask and it's if you can give me a song to put at the end of the podcast <laughs> face just changed it usually happens uh, I have to look on my my <laughs> Spotify. That's okay. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's anything you want to put on, or just something you enjoy listening to, or that you like. Mm, I I listen to quite a lot of different style of music, but yesterday in the gym I. I listened to a song which I know from yeah hockey. Mm -hmm. It's uh, from Rage Against the Machine, "Killing in the Name." And sometimes I use this song for uh, for warming up on the rollers before a team pursuit or an individual pursuit. Okay, so, <laughs> so we'll leave everybody with uh, "Killing in the Name" from Rage Against the Machine. Uh, <laughs> like I said. Thank you, Claudio. I really enjoyed the interview and I wish you the very best this season and we'll stay in touch. Thank you very much.
saying that bar crosses Some of those that work forces Are the same that bar crosses Some of those that work forces Are the same that bar crosses Some of those that work forces Are the same that bar crosses Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me Fuck you, I won't 